Hello and welcome to episode 470 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this morning. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Wednesday, March 15th, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with the Wednesday prayer to the Most Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain deliverance from hell by St. Alphonsus Liguri. My most beloved lady, I thank thee for having delivered me from hell as many times as I have deserved it by my sins. Miserable creature that I was, I was once condemned to that prison, and perhaps already after the first sin, the sentence would have been put into execution if thou, in thy compassion, hadst not helped me. Thou, without even being asked by me, and only in thy goodness, didst restrain divine justice. And then conquering my obduracy, thou didst draw me to have confidence in thee. Oh, and to how many other sins should I have afterwards fallen, in the dangers in which I have been? Hadst not thou, my loving mother, preserved me by the graces which thou didst obtain for me? Ah, my queen, continue to guard me from hell. For what will thy mercy and the favors which thou hast shown me avail me if I am lost? If I did not always love thee, now at least, after God, I love thee above all things. Never allow me to turn my back on thee and on God, who by thy means has granted me so many graces. My most amiable lady, never allow me to have the misfortune to hate thee and curse thee for all eternity in hell. Wilt thou endure to see a servant of thine who loves thee lost? O Mary, what sayest thou? I shall be lost if I abandon thee. But who can evermore have the heart to leave thee? How can I ever forget the love thou hast borne me? My lady, since thou hast done so much to save me, complete the work, continue thy aid. Wilt thou help me? But what do I say? If at a time when I live forgetful of thee, thou didst favor me so much, how much more may I not hope for now that I love thee and recommend myself to thee? No, he can never be lost who recommends himself to thee. He alone is lost who has not recourse to thee. Ah, my mother, leave me not in my own hands, for I should then be lost. Grant that I may always have recourse to thee. Save me, my hope. Save me from hell. But in the first place, save me from sin, which alone can condemn me to it. May all the words that I speak be so many arrows dipped in the blood of thy sacred heart, O Jesus, to pierce the hearts of all who hear them with love for thee. Amen. Holy Face of Jesus of the Vale of Veronica. Dear Lord, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer these prayers in reparation for the sins which most offend God in our times. Blasphemy, the profanation of Sunday and Holy Days, and Communism. Pater Noster, quies in celi, sanctificator nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra. Panam nostrum quotidianum de nobis hodie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitibus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libra nos amalo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora per nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in secula seculorum. Amen. The Golden Arrow Prayer. 
May the most holy, most sacred, most adorable, most mysterious and unutterable name of God be praised, blessed, loved, adored, and glorified in heaven, on earth, and in the hells. By all God's creatures, and by the sacred heart of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the most holy sacrament of the altar, amen. For the defeat of communists, Freemasons, and all revolutionary men. Eternal Father, I offer thee the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ and all the instruments of his holy passion, that thou mayest put division in the camp of thy enemies. For as thy beloved Son hath said, a kingdom divided against itself shall fall. Eternal Father, we offer thee the holy face of Jesus, covered with blood, sweat, dust, and spittle, in reparation for the crimes of communists, blasphemers, and for the profaners of the holy name, and of the holy day of Sunday. Amen. Let us continue once more, my friends, checking out the work A Short History of the Roman Mass by the late, great Mr. Michael Davies, the tireless defender of the traditional Latin Mass and of the Society of St. Pius X. This, of course, is such a hugely important issue nowadays with the Vatican itself attacking the traditional Latin Mass tragically and the attacks against Sumorum Pontificum, which, of course, was promulgated by Benedict XVI, in 2007, saying a priest doesn't need permission from his bishop to say the traditional Latin Mass. The traditional Latin Mass was never abrogated. The present pontificate seemingly going back on this, but it's impossible. And we're going to go through Quo Primum Tempora tomorrow, which came out in 1570 from St. Pius V, saying you cannot ever eliminate this Mass. It cannot ever be wiped from the face of the earth. This is the immemorial mass, the mass of all times. It's sacred, it's beautiful, it's reverent, it's mystical, and it was the cause of conversion of so many thousands of Catholics. You read especially about literary converts in England and Wales and and Scotland Men like G.K. Chesterton, the beauty of the Mass was what brought them into the faith, amongst other things, of course. And even people like Agatha Christie, who wasn't even a Catholic when it was changed, said, hey, hold on a second. Can we we keep this this beautiful tradition here? Even non-Catholics realized how beautiful and majestic the traditional Latin Mass was, and they want it kept. So when that was changed and when it went into disuse around 1970, so many Catholics were lost. So many Catholics who said, hey, the reason why I came into the faith 20, 30, or 40 years ago was the beauty of the traditional Latin Mass, and now I can't even find it. And yet Catholic churches were being used for Lutheran ceremonies and Baptist ceremonies and Methodist ceremonies. Archbishop Lefebvre was saying, why is it that the mass I've been saying since I was first ordained a priest is suddenly forbidden, is suddenly bad? How can that possibly be? Well, this is modernism. And there's plenty of blame to go around, but let's return to tradition. Let's return to traditional forms of catechesis, apologetics, and evangelization, and let us return to the traditional Latin Mass, the Mass which formed so many saints, 
down throughout the ages. This is from chapter 16 by Mr. Davies, entitled Our Ancient Liturgical Heritage. Regarding the traditional mass of the Roman Rite, the Tridentine Mass, Father Fortescue concludes, Since the Council of Trent, the history of the Mass is hardly anything but the composition and approval of new Masses. The scheme and all the fundamental parts remain the same. No one has thought of touching the venerable liturgy of the Roman Mass, except by adding to it new propers. His final assessment of the Missal of St. Pius V merits careful meditation. There are many days still on which we say the Mass that has been said for centuries, back to the days of the Galatian and Leonine books. And when they do come, the new Masses only affect the proper. Our canon is untouched, and all the scheme of the Mass. Our missal is still that of Pius V. We may be very thankful that his commission was so scrupulous to keep or restore the old Roman tradition. Essentially, the Missal of Pius V is the Gregorian Sacramentary. That, again, is formed from the Galatian book, which depends on the Leonine collection. We find the prayers of our canon in the treatise De Sacramentis and allusions to it in the 4th century. So our Mass goes back, without essential change, to the age when it first developed out of the oldest liturgy of all. It is still redolent of that liturgy, of the days when Caesar ruled the world and thought he could stamp out the faith of Christ, when our fathers met together before dawn and sang a hymn to Christ as to a God. The final result of our inquiry is that in spite of unsolved problems, in spite of later changes, there is not in Christendom another rite so venerable as ours. Monsignor Klaus Gamber, one of the greatest liturgists of the 20th century, asks in his book, The Reform of the Roman Liturgy, a very pertinent question concerning the motivation of the reform which followed Vatican II, but was in no way mandated by the council. Was all this really done because of a pastoral concern about the souls of the faithful? Or did it not rather represent a radical breach with their traditional rite to prevent the further use of traditional liturgical texts and thus make the celebration of the Tridentine Mass impossible because it no longer reflected the new spirit moving through the church? Thanks be to God, the Tridentine Mass is not simply the most beautiful thing this side of heaven, but the Mass that will not die just as the faithful of Milan refused to allow the Ambrosian Mass to be replaced by the Roman Mass, so the faithful of the Roman Rite have refused to abandon the Mass that is redolent of the liturgy of the days when Caesar ruled the world and thought he could stamp out the faith of Christ. When our fathers met together before dawn and sang a hymn to Christ as to a God, its renewed use is spreading throughout the world with every day that passes, and each year more and more young priests are ordained who are resolved to celebrate Mass only according to the Missal of St. Pius, which is as certain to be the Mass of our children as it was the Mass of our fathers. Collect for the Feast of St. Pius V. O God, who for the overthrowing of the enemies of thy church and for the restoring of the beauty of thy worship, didst choose blessed Pius as supreme pontiff. Grant that we may so cleave unto thy service that overcoming all the snares of our enemies, 
we may rejoice in thy eternal peace. And so ends the chapter for today. As I've stated earlier, that booklet, which is available for a few bucks from Amazon, was published in 1997. It's also available for free. I'm online. I'm getting this from a website called archive.org. Mr. Davies passed away before Sumorum Pontificum was promulgated in 2007. And of course, he would have been overjoyed that Benedict XVI, may he rest in peace, said, hey, any priest who wants to can say the traditional Latin mass. He doesn't need the permission of his bishop. But now it looks like the Vatican is trying to stamp out the traditional Latin mass completely. It won't be done, my friends. It won't be done and it can't be done. The traditional Latin mass will never die. It will still be preserved by the Society of St. Pius X. It will still be preserved, perhaps in secret, by holy priests who refuse to say the Novus Ordo. And I believe it will be the Novus Ordo that the next Pope will abolish. That's right. That's my prediction. I predict the next Pope will, in fact, abolish the Novus Ordo and restore the Roman Rite. And the traditional Mass will once again be available in every diocese around the world as it should be. And we will depart once and for all from the madness of the 1960s and the 1970s, the Peter, Paul, and Mary fiasco tambourines at mass and folk guitars and awful hymns and communion in the hand and priests facing the people. All this is going to change. It is my belief that it will change very soon. Let us pray for that day and let us honor St. Joseph as we continue our novena to St. Joseph. This is day five entitled Patron of the Church. We need St. Joseph's intercession now more than ever. One of the good things that happened during the present pontificate was a year dedicated to St. Joseph. The prayer begins, St. Joseph, God has appointed you patron of the Catholic Church because you were the head of the Holy Family the starting point of the church. You were the father, protector, guide, and support of the Holy Family. For that reason, you belong in a particular way to the church, which was the purpose of the Holy Family's existence. I believe that the church is the family of God on earth. Its government is represented in priestly authority, which consists above all in its power over the true body of Christ, really present in the blessed sacrament of the altar, thus continuing Christ's life in the church. From this power, too, comes authority over the mystical body of Christ, the members of the church, the power to teach and govern souls, to reconcile them with God, to bless them, and to pray for them. You have a special relationship to the priesthood because you possessed a wonderful power over our Savior himself. Your life and office were of a priestly function, and are especially connected with the Blessed Sacrament. To some extent, you were the means of bringing the Redeemer to us, as it is the priest's function to bring him to us in the Mass. For you reared Jesus, supported, nourished, protected, and sheltered him. You were prefigured by the Patriarch Joseph, 
who kept supplies of wheat for his people. But how much greater than he were you? Joseph of old gave the Egyptians mere bread for their bodies. You nourished and with the most tender care preserved for the church him who is the bread of heaven and who gives eternal life in Holy Communion. God has appointed you patron of the church because the glorious title of patriarch also falls by special right to you. The patriarchs were the heads of the families of the chosen people and theirs was the honor to prepare for the Savior's incarnation. You belong to this line of patriarchs for you are one of the last descendants of the family of David and one of the nearest forebearers of Christ according to the flesh. As husband of Mary, the mother of God, and as the foster father of the Savior, you were directly connected with Christ. Your vocation was especially concerned with the, with the person of Jesus. Your entire activity centered about him. You are therefore the closing of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New, which took its rise with the Holy Family of Nazareth. Because the New Testament surpasses the Old in every respect, you are the patriarch of patriarchs, the most venerable, exalted, and amiable of all the patriarchs. Through Mary, the church received Christ, and therefore the church is indebted to her. But the church owes her debt of gratitude and veneration to you also, for you were the chosen one who enabled Christ to enter into the world according to the laws of order and fitness. It was by you that the patriarchs and the prophets and the faithful reaped the fruit of God's promise. Alone among them all, you saw with your own eyes and possessed the Redeemer promised to the rest of men. St. Joseph, I thank God for your privilege of being the patron of the church. As a token of your own gratitude to God, obtain for me the grace to live always as a worthy member of this church, so that through it I may save my soul. Bless the priests, the religious, and the laity of the Catholic Church, that they may ever grow in God's love and faithfulness in his service. Protect the church from the evils of our day and from the persecution of her enemies. Through your powerful intercession, may the church successfully accomplish its mission in this world, the glory of God and the salvation of souls. St. Joseph, I, your unworthy child, greet you. You are the faithful protector and intercessor of all who love and venerate you. You know that I have special confidence in you and that after Jesus and Mary, I place all my hope of salvation in you, for you are especially powerful with God and will never abandon your faithful servants. Therefore, I humbly invoke you and commend myself with all who are dear to me and all that belong to me to your intercession. I beg of you by your love for Jesus and Mary not to abandon me during life and to assist me at the hour of my death. Glorious St. Joseph, spouse of the Immaculate Virgin, Obtain for me a pure, humble, charitable mind and perfect resignation to the divine will. Be my guide, my father, and my model through life that I may merit to die as you did in the arms of Jesus and Mary. Loving St. Joseph, faithful follower of Jesus Christ, I raise my heart to you to implore your powerful intercession in obtaining from the divine heart of Jesus all the graces necessary for my spiritual and temporal welfare, particularly the grace of a happy death and the special grace I now implore. And we are praying for an end to the suppression of the traditional Latin mass and that it might flourish in every diocese on earth. Guardian of the Word Incarnate, I feel confident that your prayers in my behalf will be graciously heard 
before the throne of God. Amen. The Memoria to St. Joseph. Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto you, my spiritual father, and beg your protection. O foster father of the Redeemer, despise not my petitions, but in your goodness, hear and answer me. Amen. And at this time, I would like to once again mention Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach, available on the web at halo-soma.org, and also episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast, in which I discuss RPM with my sister and my niece. What is RPM? That's an acronym for Rapid Prompting Method, a system of communication for non-speakers. This has been a revolutionary breakthrough, just as sign language was for the deaf. We want to make RPM as common and as well-known as sign language because communication is a human right. So please get the word out there. Once again, that's H-A-L-O hyphen S-O-M-A dot org and episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. Let's pray now for help and for healing for our non-speaking friends and family members. Almighty and eternal God, healer of those who trust in you, through the intercession of St. Raphael, Archangel, hear my prayer for non-speakers and their families. In your tender mercy, restore them to spiritual and bodily health that they may give you thanks, praise your name, and proclaim your wondrous love to all. I ask this through Christ your Son, our Lord. Amen. The three Hail Marys in honor of the Immaculate Purity of Our Lady of Fatima. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostrae. Amen. And a Gloria Patri for a special intention. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in secula seculorum. Amen. And now to honor Our Lady, we pray, Sweetheart of Mary, be the salvation of Russia, Spain, Portugal, Europe, the United States of America, Canada, and the whole world. Virgo potens, ora pernobis. Sancti Osef, terra daimonem, ora pernobis. Sancta Raphael Archangeli, ora pernobis. In nomine Patris et Fili et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to episode 470 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. In your charity, please share Our Lady's podcast with everyone you know. You can follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Fatima Podcast. And once again, I would like to mention, if you think the Our Lady of Fatima podcast is worthy of a five-star rating and review, please do so over on Apple Podcasts. Try to pump up the number of folks who are listening to this and get the word out there. Not for my glory. I'm just a weak, miserable sinner, but I want people to honor Our Lady, I want people to honor our Lord. I want people to repent and believe in the gospel. I want souls to be saved. 
We want to spread the full message of Our Lady of Fatima and lead souls to our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the mission of this podcast. So we need to get more people to know about it. And uh, a positive review and a rating on Apple Podcasts would go a long way towards doing that. Please offer our prayers and sacrifices also for our Catholic bishops. They need your help. Goodbye and God love you.